Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with The show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters and also try to figure out what the fuck is going on with anybody's parents and where anyone lives and with who and why and how that happened. Uh, I'm Zach and joining me this week we've got Luke. It's me. We've got Mike. Who's ready for the worst Indiana Jones pastiche ever filmed. (laughs) It, It might be and there's a lot. Uh, we've got Simon. There's gotta be worse than this. There's been so many of them. There's like, there's gotta be like Turkish ones that are way worse than this. Like, I've seen Turkish Star Wars. This has to be Turkish what are you India out there. Turkey. Oh, because you haven't seen Turkish Star Wars. It's a thing. It's look it up. I if have you to haven't. imagine. I have to imagine it's still better, even in like the worst like cheap porn parodies of Indiana Jones. It's probably still better. <laughs> Fucking call it Indiana Bones of the Brothel of Destiny or whatever. It's got a better fucking rolling ball sequence. Uh, it's already, like, the, just the title is better there for sure. Uh, and also, because we haven't gotten there yet, we have our buddy Matt back. Hey, person who doesn't like me, how you, it's me wow. on this episode. Your entire day is now ruined. <laughs> Are you talking about How's that one that? person who <laughs> rated us? I I don't even mind the fa- fact that that guy doesn't think I'm funny. That's totally fine. I just think it's fucking hilarious. He, like, specifically singled me out, and he's like, oh, Teenagers with Attitude is great. Except for Matt. He's a fucking hack. It, Fuck that guy. Not only really did he decide he was though? never going to listen to any episode he's Matt not. was on, but he felt the need to write in and tell us that. That's the <laughs> thing. I have podcasts where I don't like a member of the podcast, but the idea of, like... Going on to the Giant Bomb uh, podcast feed on iTunes. Now, I need to really consider if this is how you want to open your podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Zach. Okay, fine. And specifically saying I don't like a a specific person. There's just a lot of steps you have to decide that's what you're going to do today. Uh And it's, yeah, it's wild. Anyway. I mean... Yeah, I mean, his opinion is valid. If I recall, he wasn't a dick about it or anything. (laughs) I'd say his opinion was correct. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, it's a perfectly reasonable opinion, and as I recall, he expressed it in a way that I would consider reasonably respectful, but god damn, that's fucking funny. It is funny to me. Well, I uh, 
I will say that I am happy to have you back. So there you go. I'm fucking happy to be back. It has been a while. Like Mike hit me up on Twitter and he was like, Hey, do you want to record TWN? I was like, Yes. Yeah, I tried to get him on last week, and I remember that uh, during last week's episode, we actually mentioned, like, man, we really should have gotten mad out for this one. Yeah, I heard there was, like, a French skunk who gets shot in the butthole. <laughs> yeah, basically. It- okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a thing that happened, and when you said that, my brain refused to acknowledge that that happened. Like, you said it. And simultaneously, my brain was like, yes, this did occur, and also, no, that pos- could not possibly have happened. But yeah, In fairness, the skunk was not French. Somebody else was French. Okay. I, you know what? Sure. I'm not <laughs> sure I actually missed much. Maybe it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I missed that one. Anyway, I was, I was super busy last week, unfortunately, and couldn't make it. But I'm not super busy this week, so I was able to make it. It's amazing how that works out. Um, so with that, with that said, since it's been a while since you've been on, I do have a question for you, uh, which is, have you learned any owl facts since the last time you've been on the podcast? I have, I have two owl facts to share with the audience. Okay. Owl facts with Matt. I know owl facts. The first is that owls are carnivores, usually, and they are considered birds of prey. That's true. And the second is that owls have no fear other than the violence and deceit of their own kin. Wait, that's... Okay, so that sounds true. I'm not sure what the science is behind this fact, though. (laughs) I mean, listen, this is is Matt's area of expertise. Who are we to question him? Look, I, 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 I can try and explain it. In a way that's a little simpler, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe my wording was weird. Owls have no no fears except one. Other owls. Because owls know that other owls are capable of inconceivable acts of violence and deceit. Deceit means lying. Okay, but owls are, are you saying, like, owls will fly into a fire because they're not afraid of it? Because they don't have that feeling? No, no, no. They won't, like, they won't, like, actively fly into a fire. They're not stupid. Okay. But... If, if they need to, like, fly through a fire to survive, they can do it because they have no fear of fire. That's you fucking see? metal as hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's owl facts for you. Owl facts. Thank you. Thank you for no your problem. owl facts. Uh, I have a second question for you since you are also a resident fighting game expert. Yes. Did you ever get your hands on that there Power Rangers fighting game? No, because it still hasn't been ported to PC. Wait, really? It's seriously. Okay. I've been waiting for I've been waiting for it. I've even been keeping up with it. Like Yeah, they made I've a been, lot they've made a ton of improvements. It's Yeah, they have. They've um, added a ton of stuff. It looks a lot it, a lot better now. It looks a lot better. They got like their netcode issues sorted out. That game looks really, really fun, and I want to play it. Yeah, they, I mean I, it's got it's got fucking GGPO netcode. Like that game, that game from what I can tell, it might not look the best, but it is a real deal fighting game and I want to play it and it's just it's not on PC. And a lot of the issues it had on launch like the low roster and mm-hmm. like no no hit effects and no voices, all that stuff's been kind of addressed. Oh, speaking of, I guess we should announce uh, we should announce. We should mention because a couple people have wrote in wrote in to the podcast to tell us this. 
Uh, Lord Zed is being added to that game. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. And, and his special is that a putty runs up behind the character and grabs them by both arms so they can't move. <laughs> That's the amazing. The most powerful move in all of Power Rangers that we've repeatedly mentioned on this show, <laughs> and then a bunch of other putties beat his ass. So, like, that's pretty great. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, um, 100%. Uh, as long as we're talking to Matt about fighting games, Matt, how do you feel about the the best, most true fighting game being the marquee event at EVO this year? It, I'm not, I, I don't like it, but it has to be the marquee event at EVO this year. Did you see how many fucking entrants yeah, uh-huh. that game got? What is it yeah. now? Smash. Um, it's Smash. Okay. Oh. Because Smash I, I was like, is Luke talking about entrance. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or Smash <laughs> or Dragon Ball? I wasn't sure anymore. Is it, is it Ultimate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they, they stopped doing the other Smash. Yeah, I mean, at least Dragon not Ball the, kind of yeah. died because... Yeah. Because they, they, what was that? Like Bandai said they didn't want it at, at tournaments. Oh yeah. I think it was Toei. No, no, what, what happened with Dragon Ball? And I don't think I've been keeping an eye out for it. I I don't keep a super close watch on Dragon Ball, but I do keep like an ear to the ground for this sort of stuff. What happened with Dragon Ball? We still, I don't, still don't think we entirely know. Something fucky happened with the tournament scene of that game because one of the license holders, the many, Right. Many, many, many license holders for that uh, franchise uh-huh. were being a real asshole about it. Yeah. And they couldn't announce any, like, proper, like, world tournament circuits or anything like that until everybody agreed to it. God, that and sounds like around, the yeah, Dragon and, Ball sh- rights holders. And I think it's reached yeah. the point where, like, that's all sorted out now, but people moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that game could absolutely have a second win. Oh, for sure. Like, sure. Um, they I, just, I would, the other thing was that, like... It's really hard to get hyped when the new characters are all Goku, and I'm it's not true. just saying that. Like I've seen multiple people be like, "No, that's yeah. not just you." Was it wasn't the last like, character added like GT Goku, like Kid Goku yeah. from GT? Yes. It was, yeah, yeah, it was fucking Kid Goku, and I was like, "Oh, cool! He's gonna get the Nimbus, and he's gonna get the extended no, it's bow GT. staff." It's like, no, it's GT Kid Goku. It's not I'm even the like, Kid Goku. No tail, people no like. cloud, no staff. Super Saiyan, but a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so like, far it's been what? like movie, like Super Saiyan Blue, Gogeta, Jiren, Videl and Great Saiyaman, and GT Goku. And they've announced the movie version of the new version of Broly. And then we don't yeah. know who the last one Great. will be. It's going to be awesome when the new version of Broly comes out and the same thing happens that happened with old Broly, where everyone goes, wow, this character is awesome. I can't wait to play as him. And then he's weird and not really that good, and everyone's like, well, uh-huh. I'm just going to play Bardock instead. In my opinion, they should have just uh, updated Broly's model in the game with the new look for him and moved on. <laughs> no one likes I'm, the old Broly. I, okay. That I thought people do, but people do. untrue. Like, okay, people but do I don't like recognize them as valid. Sure, okay, okay that, fine. Okay, you know okay, what? Yes, I'll actually defend old Broly. <laughs> he's so bad. He's so dumb. He is, so he's so fucking stupid. He is very large. He's very so, big. He's a so, human. Speaking as someone who only made it about mm, <laughs> 13 <laughs> episodes of the original Dragon Ball, <laughs> I feel pretty confident in saying that something is stupid and bad is not actually a detriment to something being <laughs> a beloved part of the Dragon Ball series. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, um, I would currently describe DBFC's situation in like the tournament scene as down but not out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the truest sense of that word, like that game hit some major stumbling blocks, not really the fault of the developers, but 
it seems it seems like those have been overcome. They have like their tournament circuit announced, and I could definitely see that game getting a second wind. You I might mean, need, you might say it needs a, a senzu bean to come back. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, I'll, the last thing I'll say about Smash is I'm actually not surprised it's that big because. They they cut off the old one and they right. made a new one that everyone yep. mostly likes. Yep. So like yes. it's it they, makes they sense. They finally that it's managed this big. to do the thing that Nintendo has been trying to do for eleven years now, which is to kill melee. Right. It's Nothing also not going to be uh, a bracket of like sixteen bayonettas this year. Also that. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. I'd forgotten that at Evo Grand Finals uh. last year, they straight up just like started throwing on main stage during like grand finals. What? <laughs> Someone got a crowd. Oh my God. Booing yeah. them. Fuck them. Yep. Oh I would have done God. the same thing. So oh let, let's move God. on to uh, to from from fighting game talk, which I'm, we can come back to. But let's move on to talking about things. Talking about things, which will be pretty quick this week. Uh. There's just the one, which is that the rumor that's been going around for a while that Austin St. John will be back in uh, this season of Power Rangers has been confirmed. So Austin St. John's going to be back. It's the first time he's been back on the show since uh, uh, Forever Red, which was a long time ago now. It was 2003, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I graduated from high school that year. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been quite some time since he's been back. Um, you know, it, it's it's not that I don't enjoy seeing Tommy back. We've talked about it before. It's just that when somebody comes back every right. time they do anything, the the shininess kind of wears off. So right. mm-hmm. it's neat to see Austin St. John back. Um, seeing him in these episodes has reminded me that I really do like Jason, though he's kind of not been as fun to me in these. <laughs> well, he um, hasn't gotten the chance to fight wood, in my knowledge. Right. That's so. true. No, yeah. no fighting wood. Uh, they keep trying but, to make him like a romantic lead, which is weird and awkward. Yep. Yeah, he's not very good at that. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's cool to, oh, to hear fuck. that. That's what that was supposed <laughs> to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ew. I mean, I don't blame you for not even really figuring it's that out. It's not really a thing in this episode specifically, but. Yeah, he's yeah, supposed the, to be having having a thing with Emily, the waitress at the beach club. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also the the other thing that's neat to hear about that is that it they also confirmed that they are doing some version of the go uh the Goanger basically the the Sentai that Beast Morphers is based on mm-hmm. has a crossover with the previous three dinosaur Sentai. Oh um, yeah. So, so that means uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, Dino Thunder, and Dino Charge. So they're going to bring back the Red Rangers from Dino Thunder and Dino Charge, whose names are. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually don't remember Dino Charge's Red Ranger's name, but I know the actor's name, which okay. says a, a lot about his character. I remember <laughs> what they both look like. So yeah. that's that's part of like an answer, I guess. So like, I don't so, remember like how the time delay works with like adapting Sentai into Power Rangers. Is this um like is it still out of the question that they would get to like Lupin Ranger after this or no? I mean they could. They actually went way back in time for, for uh-huh. this and went back to Go Busters, which they usually don't. Yes. Okay. So 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 that's the thing. Go Busters is old. I see. So like at this point and also with the fact that the Nick seasons 
have been like two seasons on one yeah. Sentai. Right. Yeah, there Beast Morphers is going to end in 2020, end of 2020. Right. So. There are now a bunch of Sentai they haven't used. So like they could do anything. There's that space opera one where there's nine rangers and they're all based on a constellation. Yeah. Like, they could go do back that. to Jiro... Uh, Jira- uh, Jiwoger, sorry. Jiwoger, Tokyo and Lupin Ranger are the yeah. three that I would most like them doing. So I hope it's one of those three I, they do next. I haven't heard that much about the space one, Qoger, I think, or Q something. Um, but but the thing I always liked about that is that the Rangers have different body types, which they ne- oh, yeah. don't do ever. So that would be kind of neat to see them do that in Power Rangers, but. Who knows? They, ha- they, but yeah. To answer your question, Luke, they could. But, okay. Uh, who knows? Because no, now they. You said this like GoBusters is old. How old are we talking? Let me go look it up real quick. Okay. I think it was like um, 2012. Okay. So in other words, you're telling me it's not out of the question that they could go back and do Tokyuger, the train. No, they one. could. No, it's absolutely they, not out of the well, question. Yes. The dream's alive. T- technically, they could go back and take an 80s one that's never been adapted before and just yeah, sure. stick those old-ass VHS tapes and, like, splice <laughs> yeah, them together the with high-quality HD footage. I hope no one notices. Yeah, Tokyuger, the train one, is two years newer than GoBusters, the one that they're adapting now. Well, now that's my hope. Yeah. We could finally get an Orange Ranger in the show, finally. I would love that. There's uh, never been an orange ranger. There was one. There've been like in weird one one-offs, yeah. like Cat and SPD, but she was only a ranger for one episode, and she was called Cat Ranger, not Orange Ranger. Uh-huh. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but other than that, no, there's never been an orange ranger. There've been purple. Yep, and a lot of gold, sil- a lot of silver, yeah, gold, silver, and then like Dino Charge is weird because it has like teal and yeah. graphite. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. A couple other weird ones, but yeah, yeah, considering some of the the weird like non like basic primary colors that we've gotten, it's very weird how orange really hasn't come up. Uh, I do want to say before we move on too much further, before we get too far from the whole uh, Austin St. John coming back for that crossover oh, sure. thing, uh, a website that we have not spent nearly enough time on the show shitting on, uh, comicbook.com, <laughs> oh. uh, put up an article. That was like, hmm, here's an interview where we find out the real reason why Austin St. John decided to come back. And it's like, it, it's because he was free and they offered to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was going to say, isn't it because he likes money? The the guy still tours conventions as Red Ranger, Austin right. St. John, Jason. You know, he's still making money off of that role. So of course, he's going to come yeah. back if they ask and him I mean, to. I'm- and I know on some level it's because he enjoys still being Jason the Red Ranger. Because, I mean, the dude e- was an EMT. Like, yeah. right. you can make good money doing that. Like, he doesn't have to do the Power Rangers thing. But on some level, I feel like he wants to. But still, the answer is because they offered to pay him. Yeah. Sure. But I don't think... I mean, I don't know. I think that's fine. <laughs> I, guess, not, like, I, like, I, I guess maybe that's just a poor phrasing of the question of, like... Why would he agree to do it now when he hasn't done it for so long? Is it just that they haven't offered it to him or like there's room for a question there, I guess. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's true. Um all right, so uh with that, we're going to move on to the episode. Um this is season 1, episode 38 of Power Rangers Zio: The Lore of Auric. Um uh, I will really quickly point out uh according to Ranger Wiki, this is um the draft title of this episode was Raiders of the Lost Auric. Um, they changed subtle. at the last second. I wonder where they got that. Uh, so. Okay, can, 
Can I jump ahead to something because Lexi's not here to yell at me about doing things out of chronological order? Sure. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Lexi was a fucking time cop. She yeah, kind no, of she is. super is. Um, <laughs> we love so, Lexi. <laughs> at tab, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so since I've been on this podcast for a long time, I've been sort of bouncing around in the fringes of the Power Rangers fandom. Like, I don't yeah. really like. I haven't watched ahead of where we're where we are. I haven't seen any of the rest of Power Rangers, but just through cultural osmosis and just seeing people talk about it, I've heard a, you know a lot about stuff that's been coming up. And what's weird about Auric is. On the one hand, I've heard a lot about like the more popular like helper characters. Like I'd heard about Ninjor before we got to him. I've heard right. about the the Blue Centurion and and uh, uh, what's his name the uh, uh, Magna Defender. Magna Defender, yeah, and and all that jazz. So I've heard I've heard about a lot of these like helper extra, not quite sixth ranger characters. Mm-hmm. And also conversely, because it's such a popular season, I've heard a lot about Zeo. You know, I knew about Jason yeah. before we got to that. <laughs> I knew about sure. the I knew about the fucking wheels and and the weird shapes. I knew about the fucking Arrowhead saga. And I know and I know about some stuff we haven't even gotten to yet. And somehow, in spite of both of these things, <laughs> I have never ever heard anyone talk about Auric. That is a lie because I've talked about him. Luke has, but you may not have been on the episode. Now that said, <laughs> do you know why you haven't? <laughs> I assume it's because he sucks? He no, that's he's fine. He's in three episodes. <laughs> Because here's the thing, we're on episode 38 of Zeo. There's only 50 episodes of Zeo. So, like, there, this whole episode is about introducing a new helper, and he will show up twice after this, <laughs> and then never again. So, it's really more just, like, lack of exposure. It's the same reason most people probably don't remember Tor, because Tor shows up five times. How so, dare like, you? No one could ever forget Tor. I mean, we love Tor here. Like, of course. <laughs> Lexi will find you if you say you don't like Tor. I know. I'm trust gonna, me. I'm not going to lie. You said we love Tor, and I'm like desperately like racking my brain trying to remember. <laughs> I was the, like, oh, the turtle. Tor, That's yeah, right. The, the turtle, turtle boy. Yeah. We all love the yeah. turtle boy. Uh, yeah, that one's, that one's my favorite. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's why. It's because he's barely in the show. Like, it, it's, there was a toy, I remember it, but also yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, um, but it doesn't, it also doesn't, like, because the other thing is people remember Titanus, even though Titanus didn't show up that much, but that's because it's part of the Ultrazord. This right. doesn't, like, form into any of the other toys, so, like, I mean, they, yeah. They, they formed the Ultrazord a bunch, even if yeah, that's Titanus true. didn't yeah, run around in Especially towards the end when, when they got lazy about it and just did it all the time. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, there you go. Um, that's why, uh, I think, uh, but yeah, that is wild that you've never, that you've never heard of it. Um, uh, but I mean, I think we'll figure that out as we go, go through this episode. Uh, kind of why he doesn't have the reputation as some of the other ones. Uh, we start in the jungle. You know it's the jungle because of the the kind of racist drum beat that's in the uh-huh. background. And also just... The shaky cam, the, ru- I, the shots of people running, the shots I, I of mud say, with skeletons in the background. When I, when I heard the kind of racist drum beat, I was like, oh no, please don't go there. To credit, this episode never goes there. No. Thank God. There it doesn't no... show any people living in that yeah, jungle. Yeah, no, there's no, yeah, there's it's no, like, It's not a diegetic needle. racist dumb beat. Dumb beat? You did say dumb beat, but it's fine. Continue. So, so here's, here's a weird thing about this scene. 
they're running in terror. This pair of people uh, who <laughs> fucking spoil the warning. You got to find out are, are Tanya's parents. They're they're running in terror through the jungle. We see human remains that they run past all the time, and all kinds of traps and snakes, and like there's mist and shaky cam, and again there's the racist drums, and it's all very scary and tense. They don't seem to be running from anything in particular. The the thing that makes the most sense would be that they're running from Louis Kaboom, but haven't seen him. They just think he's after them. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, okay, in their defense of them being paranoid motherfuckers, they've apparently been on this island for like three years or some shit, and there are still booby traps fucking everywhere (laughs) on this island. Every single, like, fucking square centimeter of this island is fucking booby-trapped. It's insane! So, you said three years. We're gonna talk about the timeline. (laughs) way weirder than that. (laughs) Uh, Because, okay, let's just say it now, because it doesn't make... Like, we have to. We just have to say it now. These are... We open on two people in the jungle. These are... These are... Not Aisha, sorry. These are Tanya's parents. Tanya, if you recall, was Uh a child... From a past time that we never have quite figured out. Didn't we end I, up saying it was like the 1950s or something? Yes, no, yeah. I think we figured it out. It's actually closer than wait, that. Wait a minute. Okay. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so Tanya was a child. Close from, enough that it raises the question of why it was even a different time period. Right. Yeah. From, from the past in some time period, she was brought to the future and artificially aged up to be a teenager. Uh-huh. And these are her parents, and later in this episode, she's going to say, oh, my parents, they've been missing since they went to that island to look for treasure or something, question mark. So, when the fuck did they leave? Like, where? <laughs> well, no. uh, where I mean, uh, okay, I know. I mean, that, that, that part we can explain. Okay. She got, yeah, like you said, taken to the future and artificially aged up. What would you do if you were a child thrust into an entirely new life at a different point in time? You'd look up your parents and, like, your other loved ones. Yeah, on the and internet of 1996, which had, like, all these that information on it, which you could look up really easily. Well, no, she would, she would have had some newspaper clipping that was like, you know, okay. hey, your parents have been missing for five years or whatever. <laughs> Weird headline. But, hey, your yeah, parents have been missing. The, the, the thing is, though... Her, she, her, she had apparently already lost track of her parents by the time Aisha met her in the past. Yes, yes, that's so, true. She already didn't know her parents because she was yeah, living they with were another lost, relative. Like they, she got stranded in Africa on an expedition with them, and they got lost. And she was adopted by a group of people in Africa, and that's where right. Aisha found her. Okay, so okay. all that okay. happened prior to this. <laughs> Matt, so, if, right. if I can cut in for a minute, uh-huh. yeah. I've been intently listening to everything <laughs> you've been describing, and I'm just doing, like, the math lady thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> where I'm trying to figure out, because I didn't know any of this. I just, <laughs> assu- I just assumed, watching this episode, it's like, yeah. oh, the plane went down over the island... And they've been missing we for a couple years. We all did the math lady thing over this episode while watching it, <laughs> even knowing all this backstory. Yeah, yeah. no, I so, just assumed it's like, oh, she's just like normal, like teenager with attitude. Well, hey, nope. it's, you assume that because ago. it's what the show desperately wants you to assume. Yeah, yeah, the show wants you to forget where Tanya comes from really bad because it doesn't I'm, make any fucking sense. I'm pretty sure the show wants you to forget that Tanya and Aisha are two different characters. Yes, but, I, well, but yeah. Aisha yeah. is mentioned by name in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, okay. But, so, but normally so Matt, you're here's, right. Here's yes. the thing. I got, Matt, I got to tell you two things. Okay. One, 
we are not making this any more complicated than the show does. No. It is already incredibly <laughs> confusing. We have spent so long trying to decipher it. And two, we found ourselves so unable to decipher it that when we did our awards last year, we gave Tanya's whole entire deal the award for most frustrating or confusing concept. Yes. Because none of this makes any goddamn sense. Is there a reason they went with this as opposed to she was just like a normal teenager who okay. lost her parents in an accident a couple so, of years let ago? Let us tell you about Alien Rangers and the vision quest uh, for the Zeo Crystal. Uh, okay, I'm going to make an executive judgment call here. We're not doing that. We're going to move on. Hey, because, you're not oh an executive. My God. So anyway, <laughs> shut the, short, the fuck the up. The short answer, Matt, is that they did it because they could – it was the only way they could think of – and this is my guess. I don't know. Uh, that they was the only way they could think of to do it like in the middle of the plot and just pretend like it never happened because it literally just happens in the middle of an episode and that's it. Like it basically isn't ever. Hey, Tanya decides to stay back in the past, right? Aisha did. Aisha, Aisha yeah. decided oh, yeah, yeah. to stay back in the past. Yes, but again, <sighs> that like they just did it so they because she was gonna leave anyway. And then they were like, well, let's just do it right this second and, like, not have to worry about it. <laughs> and it, it, just to make it more confusing, it was time travel on top of an age-reversing plot. Yeah. So, like, we don't, we don't know, like – and here's the thing. Even at this point, we still don't know if Tanya, like, actually was a teenager before the shit went down or if she just straight up didn't get – a huge chunk of her childhood. Hey, hey, remember when every other Power Ranger went to a random period in history? Yeah. But Kat went to a Lynchian hell dimension populated with duplicates of herself? Yeah. It, Boy, no. how too high. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't. let's move on. Let's move on at, at the, in, in, so we can spare uh, Matt a little bit. Uh, oh, so yes, I actually kind of love that we got that we got someone who hasn't been paying attention right? to the plot of Power Rangers for this episode. Yeah, yeah, because I just assumed it's like, oh, the new the new Yellow Ranger. Oh, her, she's just like a teenager with that too. The parent lost parents. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense for this show. Yeah. And then you all have spent at least like eight minutes trying trying to explain what. To the best of your ability, what the fuck? Okay, Matt, Matt, Matt. The fact that I, we're know, having we, so I, much trouble is the most damning thing, uh, you know, like for the storytelling of Power Rangers, because it's a fucking show for babies. We should be able to explain. <laughs> to, we should be able to catch you up in like twenty why, seconds. But why no, why wasn't why wasn't she just like a teenager with the attitude who lost her parents? <laughs> and I, I used to just like went went to go help right. her grandmother move and decided to move permanently Indeed. or something. Okay, That's so an incredibly good question. Yeah, Matt, good I think question. we've been overcomplicating this. I think I can explain it for you real quick and simply. Okay. Okay. So right. when a heart is separated from its body and becomes a heart, <laughs> no. the leftover body on. becomes a no We are moving on. We are moving so, on. Okay. So we have these two people in the jungle. That's they something else that happened while you've been gone, Matt. I got really into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, I like Kingdom Hearts for the most part. They they, they said they they say they're running from they they one of them says like those machines are after us, but we don't see any machines. So I think that's just to set up the machine empire yeah, chasing I, I'm them. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Zach. Before we go any further, Luke, I have to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which which have you had more fun trying to make sense of Kingdom Hearts or Power Rangers? Here's the thing, Kingdom Hearts is technically coherent. Like, mm-hmm. it's very convoluted, but the people making it clearly understand it. <laughs> so, yeah. Power Rangers, they just toss off whatever dumb shit ideas they think of, and it's, like, completely contradictory. 
which yes. is much richer ground for trying to string together theories to reconcile all of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So they they are running through the jungle. There's snakes and stuff. They say they're running away from machines. Again, we don't see them. There's like 12. Here's here's what I don't understand. Matt mentioned all the booby traps. That's mm-hmm. fine. Most of the booby traps are those type where you like they you know a net like shoots up in the air and is supposed to mm-hmm. catch somebody. A lot of these nets just like th- like go off when they yeah. get near them, which I don't think is how that works. They spring the booby traps, but don't fall into any of them because then right. they would be dead and there wouldn't be an episode. Right. Um, instead, they they just have like something's in there though. Is it like bodies or animals or like what's in the? I mean, traps? we see a lot of well, skeletons. The- Apparently, they're not yeah, the first people to look for the tiki of Auric. Sure. Um, so yeah, at this point, they 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 escape all these traps and are able to uh, to find a cave. Uh, they wander into the cave, which has a bunch of uh, uh, you know spider webs and stuff. Also, this looks like cheap for Power Rangers, this whole it's, sequence. It's the same cave set they've been using since, like, season two. That's the exact yeah. same place where the ninjas, well, the rangers, were, before there were rangers, were tied up in that one episode. I, I will yeah. say this, as somebody whose frame of reference is still, like, halfway into Mighty Morphin for the most part, this show looks way better than Mighty Morphin. Really? Yeah, I don't think huh. you guys remember just how awful Mighty Morphin looked. Mighty Morphin, yeah. like, season one, season two, looked like even, it must be one of those. Was starting to improve. Season one is garbage. It must be one of those things where I just well, watched it all, so like it yeah. was so gradual, I didn't notice. You no, know, I, I actually like wrote down a couple notes, and one of the ones I took is, "Wow, this looks way better than Mighty Morphin." Fair yeah. enough. There's okay. a lot more effort I mean, to the, the special video effects. Video. The Sentai footage is way yeah, better. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and th- maybe not so much as season three. I didn't watch as much as season three, and I there is reason to believe that that would have been a substantially better from season. Season one and two, right. but like season one, woof, that show was bad. So they walk into this cave. It, it gets dark, and at some uh, there's some some rumbling, uh, some tiki some torches s- that light themselves as they walk past them. Yeah, and when Simon says tiki torches, he means like the brand tiki torch, the like, yeah, the, 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 the ones from the Nazis, outside. you know? Yeah, uh, the mosquito ones uh, that look like they just got bought at a uh, at a at a store nearby. Um, they light themselves. They finally see a little idol uh, that that they say is what they've finally been been searching for, the lost Tiki of Auric. Um, now, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop the whole po- podcast again because we've made so much progress. I'm just going to stop it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say that I was on. Uh, I always check Ranger Wiki just in case there's oh, some stuff on there the, about the episode okay. uh, that I missed, or like a reference to another episode I missed that's fun or something. Um, in a little bit, I uh, Tanya is going to talk about the Tiki of Arik and how her parents have been searching for it. Uh, under the errors section on Ranger Wiki, oh boy. someone has written. A tiki refers to a large wooden stone carving of humanoid form found mostly in Central Eastern Polynesian cultures of the Pacific Ocean. Why would Aisha know about this if she lives in Africa? I mean, knowing about it is one thing. (laughs) (laughs) I get get the error that they're apparently, they got lost in Africa from what we know of, and... 
the, no, what this wouldn't... error is saying is why would someone from one culture know about a different yeah. culture? No, that's that's very poorly <laughs> worded at best, yeah, Ranger Wiki. There's a lot to unpack with that one, I feel. <laughs> that might be the worst thing I've read on Ranger Wiki, and I needed to bring that up. Wait, uh, is that worse? Fuck! What happened during the Christmas one? The Christmas where... one was it said that there there was a, a there was a small African American boy and it was like it looks like Zach and it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <sighs> um. So I don't know. They're maybe tied for me. They're bad. Uh. So anyway, the Tiki of Auric, which I mean, part of that is right in that Tiki is usually like a Polynesian thing, and I don't sure. know where this is supposed to be, but. I was uh, the I was half worried it was gonna be like, oh tiki tiki statues are a made up thing from the Brady bunch. Why are they treating <laughs> like it's a real thing? No, it's not that bad. <laughs> um so, so anyway it, it does it does raise some questions about how like so we we find out like based on what we're gonna find out with Oric, this is a, a yet another uh ancient alien power that's right. just been left on Earth for God knows how long. Yeah. How how did Tanya's parents find out about this? My my so my understanding of this is that the because of the the Indiana Jones pastiche, I think we are to understand that her parents are like adventurers or archaeologists. Yeah. Or something, and that this is like something that's been written about in books, you know, like the like the Holy Grail or something like mm, that, sure. or some other lost treasure. They probably didn't know it was magic. They probably just were like, "There's this crazy treasure that we're looking for," and they went missing before the whole moon monster thing happened, so they don't know about any of that, <laughs> right? So yeah, well, yeah. it's just that the show usually goes out of its way to imply that like. Most of the magical shit is something no human has ever heard of. That's true, know? yes. But yeah, I think this is, it's just like, it's an old item that has been written about and they wanted to get. Now, um, there's a bit here where the, where I guess Tanya's dad, um, uses a whip to pull, uh, this idol, the TV uh-huh. head, off of a stand. And I don't know why he did that instead of just uh, picking it up. It's because of the lasers. Yeah, at oh. first he wanted to grab it, and like the mom was, wait, and she tossed a rock at it, and then lasers shot that oh, rock. Oh, I missed that So it that was like, part. well, I'm I have sorry. to get it without, it without getting close to it. Boom, whip. Everyone Another Indiana Jones reference conveniently. Yeah, why is the whip not... Why, why is the whip laser-proof? Because whip knows? beats laser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah haven't, haven't you played seen? Fire Emblem? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, at that point, uh, Louis Kaboom shows up, uh, Matt Luke Boom is uh, <laughs> no Zach Zach. Louis I'm gonna stop you right there. No, yeah, you tell do me n- who Louis Kaboom is. Do Matt. not explain Louis Kaboom. <laughs> I must not explain Louis Kaboom. I, I'm actually okay with Louis Kaboom because Louis Kaboom is such a good name. Right, Louis Kaboom is the best. Like Louis Kaboom already wins the the teeny for the best monster of the yeah. year already. Yeah, yeah I went from. I, from beginning to end I've, of this episode, I went from who the fuck is Louis Kaboom the to fuck, I think yeah, I Louis like Kaboom. Louis Kaboom a lot, <laughs> yeah. actually. Louis Kaboom <laughs> cares about three things. Killing the Power Rangers, having sex with a machine queen, and uh, selling refrigerators at a reasonable price to families. Yeah. Okay, the first two I understand. The third one, <laughs> the you third one is me. Luke's bit, so don't worry Luke, about it. Luke has okay. decided that Louis Kaboom is a used appliance salesman, which honestly... 
yeah, it works. If it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So at this point, he comes in and he's like, "Cool, thanks for getting that for me. Uh, I'm gonna take that takey." Uh, because for some reason in this episode, they've decided that Louis Kaboom is dyslexic, despite the fact that he has not been in the previous two episodes. Is that episodes. what dyslexia is? Well, okay, he, just, he, he fucks up his words. I, yeah, that's he's, not he's, what he's doing is. spoonerisms because it's, because comedy. Right. He swips, he swips his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, A, so, use like, the right like names that. for things. B, doesn't sound like you're one to talk. <laughs> he swaps swaps his uh, his letters around. Um, he says, "Sorry, take that tiki from you." So go ahead and hand it over. Uh, I think we just got objective proof that the special episode of Power Rangers about dyslexia failed at teaching people sensitivity towards dyslexia. Zach. So so here's uh, something that I'll say for people who've. Uh, supposedly been on this island long enough that they haven't come across any moon monsters. They sure are real bold uh, to a giant bomb that's talking to them. Uh, because well, well, hold on, you say they. Tanya's mom is sure. going to take a stand. Her dad is like, no, no, fuck this, give him the thing. <laughs> yeah, and Tanya's mom screams, never. Uh, Louis Kaboom has laser eyeballs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, Tanya's dad's like... How about we go ahead and give it, because laser eyes. That seems like <laughs> a, a good idea. He actually, I can't remember what he says. He doesn't say laser eyes. He says it's he because you, the, the cave might collapse. If, if Yeah, and I was like, really? It's the cave collapsing and not the fact that he'll fucking kill you with lasers. But like, okay, you know what? Sure, whatever. It's kind of the same thing in the end, I guess. Uh. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, he hands it to Louis Kaboom. Louis Kaboom is very excited about the power of Auric. One of the, the things that happens has been happening since the very beginning of Power Rangers, but like never stops being weird to me, is the the villains seemingly know about everything on Earth, but they never worry about it until it comes up naturally. Anyways, uh-huh. like no one's ever like, oh yeah, we're gonna go after the ancient evil ten thousand. They just wait until someone else does, and then the, go. No, oh, yeah, no one I thinks to go this. after like the energems from Dino Charge at this point, <laughs> even though they've been on Earth since dinosaur right. times. Right. So anyway, they take they he takes the tiki. Uh, he's very excited about it and dances around a little bit, and then he does my favorite thing that Louis Kaboom can do now, which I don't <laughs> think they showed it this way pr- previously. Mm-hmm. Uh. But he can fly, and he can fly because he's a rocket, basically. Yep. He's a uh, rocket man. Yeah, he's a rocket man. And the rocket jets just shoot out of, like, where it would. But that means that it's, like, his <laughs> torso, and, like, his legs are just kind of there also. Uh-huh. It's very goofy looking, and I love it a lot. <laughs> also, he's inside a cave, and he just shoots straight up out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I just... after he's gone, like... Tanya's dad says, well, the mom says, he's gone. And the dad says, along with our chance of being rescued, were you counting on Louis Kaboom rescuing you after this? (laughs) Was that your play there? I I was wondering what they meant by that, because it's like, did were they planning on, like, activating the tiki, but then they don't have the key, and they knew they needed a key, apparently, Uh because they, like, left it behind. Whatever, fuck it. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't notice that he was in the cave when he takes off. I Mm -hmm. just watched, uh, um, 
Shazam last night, which is pretty uh, fun. Uh-huh. And right. they take a lot of, like, they really make a point of every time lightning happens inside uh-huh. that it comes through the ceiling, which I appreciated. <laughs> and it made me, that is makes this extra funny because it's uh-huh. just like, what? Wait, hold on. What happened? <laughs> um, so then we cut to uh, the beach club. Uh, I think. Though it also just looks like they're at the park, I can't really tell. Same it's thing. Both the, the beach club is at the lake inside the park. Sure, yeah. it's all one place. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, uh, so see, Kat, it, the thing like, with the infinite uh, infinite park is that if Ernie establishes a business in part of it, the waveform right. collapses, <laughs> yeah. and that area becomes stable. Exactly. Oh, I see. Of course. Uh, so Cat walks up. And then uh, Emily is there to remind you that she exists because she doesn't really have anything to do in this episode. So we just got to recall that she's around. Um, Kat is, uh, talks to Emily and Emily's like, what's in that package you got there? And she's like, I don't know. It's for Tanya. Uh, I'm just waiting for us to uncover like a behind the scenes story that like Emily got hired onto the show just to let Kat know that she's replaceable, so she better not like <laughs> make any too many demands. Woman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so uh, Emily's like, "Yeah, he's over there, uh, or, or she's over there with Jason." Uh, we see Jason and uh, Tanya are playing some frisbee, which is nice to mm-hmm. see Jason having some interactions with the newer team members. Yeah. Cat um, uh, walks over. And now, here's the second part of the Tanya puzzle. Um, because Kat says, this came for you at the house. The house, yeah. <laughs> to me, that says they live together. Right, yeah, yeah they do. The Yellow Ranger lives with the Pink Ranger, don't you remember? Yes, now, but now, that was Kimberly and Aisha two years ago. Now, here's the thing. Kat was an Australian teen uh-huh. who was abducted by Rita Repulsa yeah. and taken to Angel Grove. We've never seen her parents. And Tanya's parents are gone. So who, who, where do they live? <laughs> okay. With Aisha's parents. <clears throat> the best I can figure is that Widow Kimberly lived with Aisha. Right. Then Kimberly left and Kat came in. So she started li- living with Aisha because they were friends. It was fine. And like her parents understood that she has a new uh-huh. friend that lives with us now. Whatever. Then Aisha went to Africa and Tanya came to replace her. So <laughs> she replaced her also inside her house. <laughs> so I think these two girls just live with Aisha's parents now. <laughs> is what's going on. Do Aisha's parents even realize? Like as time magic happens, <laughs> they think that Tanya's always been their daughter. I don't know. Well, here's here's the thing. What I think it is is when Zordon said the timeline will fix itself. Right. What he meant was I'm a time wizard and I'm going to go threaten Aisha's parents until they agree to take care of these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but not with time magic. He's just going to yell right. at them. Yeah. He's like, like I'm the, in a goddamn the time the warp and you better do this. But with the teens of these parents, <laughs> it's like you're when your kids get replaced one at a time, you don't notice, and they're still your kids. <laughs> So, so yeah. Anyway, that's very confusing, but fine. Um, Do you what was what was that conversation like when Tanya and Kat go back to Aisha's house, and Catherine has to explain to them where their daughter went? <laughs> oh God! So anyway, uh, they she hands over the package, which is from Aisha. Um, 
this is will be the last mention of Aisha in in Power Rangers. Uh-huh. So That's there so you go. Confusing. Um, she she opens it and it's it's if it's a key by way of Flava Flav, basically. Like uh-huh. it is a hilarious giant key on a huge chain. Yeah. So you know how we were joking that. Jason should have this big bling now that he's the Gold oh, Ranger. Yeah, we did do that. This is the origin <laughs> of this now, this episode. Yeah, he's wearing black. All he's missing is the gold. Yeah. And now he has a giant gold key on a chain. It's for Tanya, but she's going to give it to Jason for some reason. Um, oh, we'll get to that for some reason. Yeah. Um, so the letter says, this is the key to the Lost Tiki of Auric. Uh, it was found with your parents' effects. Also, we're sending you a map that was found with them. Uh, and then she opens it. And there's this really great moment where she's like, this is the map to Mysterio Island. And then she looks at everybody like they know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> oh, like, Mysterio from Spider-Man? Yeah, from yeah. his island? Like, it's so- definitely positioned as like, oh my god, Mysterio Island. And it... <laughs> You know, it just takes a second. I, to be fair, the name Mysterio Island is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I have I have two questions. Okay. Only two? One. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, one, why didn't Aisha bother to send uh, Tanya any of her parents' other belongings? Because it uh-huh. can't have just been these two things. And two, why did her parents leave these things behind when they went to the island? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they wouldn't want to have the key with them in case it gets lost before they could right. get the tiki. The other question I have is, when did Aisha send this? Is it the Back to the Future 3 thing? Oh, or sure. like they've had this letter for 70 years? <laughs> no, we saw we saw Aisha in the present time. They, okay. that, Wait, like, oh, we God. saw her what? as Wait, an adult did? again. Yes, when? At, at the end of Zio. Which, to be fair, could have been showing the past. They show her in the viewing globe, and she's like, "Hi, I'm an adult again." After they fix everything, wait, so, so, yeah, okay, they're wait, still wait, with uh, the uh, weird uh, not grandma. What? <laughs> we can't. Luke, we have, we have to. We have to move on. Is the implication that she went far enough back in time that she just aged up normally? Yes, I think so. I think that's the idea. As opposed to being like restored to her proper age. So, so in any case, wait. We so, have, we have so Tanya on. was robbed of like half her childhood, and Aisha got it. Got Had a it second for free. one. Yeah. yeah, you see, that was the, like the the law of conservation of energy applied here. Like the. Uh, on balance, they had, like, two whole lifetimes. It's just that Aisha stole a bunch of Tanya's time. Gee, actually. Aisha, how come your mom lets you have two childhoods? <laughs> Aisha, Aisha wasn't staying behind out of a sense of duty. This is She's pulling the long con. Quite literally the long con. I'm just going to squeeze an extra ten years out of my life. This whole Power Rangers thing sucks, but I can really abuse it to uh, just get a do-over. You know what? This whole, this whole go-around hasn't gone so good. I'm going to try again. Uh, going through puberty again is going to suck, but I feel like for the most part, this is going to be worth it. No, this time I'm going to pay attention in math class. Get a good degree. Get a, get a job as an accountant. Um, God, imagine starting over as a kid. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, how are you hanging in there, Matt? 
Uh, I'm hanging in there super well. Okay, good. I apologize. My dad came in and gave me delicious pawpaw fruit. Oh, no, no, no. I was I just been... making sure your brain hadn't exploded. You're fine. Uh, no, no. My brain exploded, like, when we were talking about the origins of the new Yellow Ranger. And I was like, wasn't it just like a normal teenager? And you were like, oh, buddy. So you're way past that. So it's I fine. Think we oh, just, yeah. I think we've covered most of the weird stuff Yes, now. I think we're past that stuff now. So she says, this is the the map to Mysterio Island. Do you know what this means? And all of us as viewers say, no. (laughs) And then she explains, well, my parents were lost in the vicinity of uh, Mysterio Island when they were looking for uh, for the Tiki of Auric. No one's ever been able to find that island, which is why I know that they were lost in the vicinity of that island. (laughs) Well, also, like, okay. The, the wording on that Ranger Wiki thing was awful, but, like, if they got lost in Africa, how did they end up in yes. the, like, in, in sure. Polynesian islands? Fair. That's a fair point. Um, so, so yeah. Like, we, they took a real wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, they, they also say that with the map of the island, they can find the island, which is not how maps work. You no. need a map to it, the It seems island. to be a pretty big map of the detail of the island and no relation <laughs> to where it is on Earth. Yeah, you, you, it's not how maps do. My favorite thing about this map, and God, I hope that our uh, our picture for this episode is just a picture of the map. It's literally just an island, and then there's a big arrow just pointing to it. <laughs> it's it just says, it's here. <laughs> yep, yeah. We found it. Uh, we then cut back to the jungle. Uh, so we quickly see that this cave is collapsing uh, as as Tanya's dad uh, indicated it would. So they're they're kind of trying to get out of there. Uh, we cut back to uh, the command center uh, to Zordon going ahead and just making up a new rule that he's never stated before ever, <laughs> uh, which is he says, you know, Tanya. The Power Ranger teleportation system is only for Power Rangers-related emergencies. Uh, and yes, I totally let you guys know that and am not just pulling it out of my non-existent ass at this specific moment. No personal teleports on work time. And yeah, Zordon, Zordon's just like, I'm just like, look, okay, guys, not, not today, all right? Like, fucking... My my fucking my dog ha- has cancer. My what? my sister like slipped her leash at the park and got loose. I can't I can't do this right now. Just Wait. just maybe another day. Wait, did you get the dog and sister confused in that? Or look, I'm also like hungover. It's just not a good day for me. All right, all right. Um. So <laughs> it's it's a fake out though because he's like, but this time I think we can make an exception. Yeah, I would fucking hope so. My parents might be dying. Like uh-huh. that. That's. I understand that you got to have some rules, but like, yeah, it seems like if there's any time for an exception. Yeah. Um. So Zordon says, like, uh, we'll make an exception this time. Uh, I know it's a big deal. Uh, but I am only going to send you because, you know, I got to conserve our teleport energy, I guess. Um, Kat says, oh, I don't want you to do this alone. And Tanya's like, it's fine. I'm just going to check it out. And if I need help, I'll call. Uh, and then this is one of those things that just only happens because I think it's how it is in the Sentai. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason, who doesn't really have any connection to Tanya, <laughs> Uh, is just like, Tanya, why don't you let me hold the key? 
I know that you're best friends with Kat, which has been previously established, uh-huh. and also she's standing in front of you, and I'm going to go ahead and insert myself between the uh-huh. two of you and ask for the key. So go ahead and give me you that know, key. because the key is gold, and that's kind of my thing, so <laughs> this is probably for me, you know? Uh, so she hands it to him and says, yeah, okay, just take care of it, please. Uh, and she's like, great, all right, here we go, teleport me. She teleports off to Mysterio Island. There is an incoming message from Trey of Triforia. Uh, Matt, that's a man who's three men. (laughs) (laughs) This is the guy who's three guys, the way less confusing guy than the Yellow Ranger. (laughs) Again, when a heart leaves the body. (laughs) Um, Imagine just like for a moment, three hearts just fused into one. It's actually kind of horrifying. There are like 12 chambers in it. Uh It's fucked up. Uh, Luke, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So here's the thing. Okay. So 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 Trey has wisdom, courage, and power. Okay, yeah. The Triforce. Which one is the heartless? No, he like, has wisdom, courage, and heart. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, okay, wisdom, wisdom courage. Yeah, wisdom, courage, and heart. My bad. Okay, okay. well, then wisdom, the heartless is heart. heart. Heartless is heart. Yes. Okay, is the nobody wisdom or courage? I'm going to say, hmm, probably. Uh, but wouldn't Jason be the nobody, though? We, we would okay. need to be named. Zert or something. Well, well, no. Okay, the the nobodies only have X names if Xehanort is trying to induct them into the true organization thirteen. Yeah, right, right. Rexit. R e x y t. So anyway, uh, I'm moving no, on no, from Zach, this. This is incredibly important. No, to me. it's not. Uh, we're yes, it is. On. Yes, it is. Luke, um, so, is, so is is the is the nobody wisdom or courage? I think the no. I'm gonna say. Courage, because okay, they, they initially don't have feelings, which would make it hard to feel fear, except for from other nobodies, like owls. Okay, so- Okay, okay, then in that case, final question, and yes, Zach, this is incredibly important. I hate this. What is Trey of so- Wisdom? Wait, hold on, who are the- who are owls the nobody of? <laughs> owls are the nobody of birds. <laughs> Just birds the concept. Okay, that's a new owl fact. We're learning new owl facts live on- on air. What a what like a a robin uh has its heart removed uh, the the heartless becomes like a sparrow and the nobody becomes an owl. So tree of wisdom is a bird? No. Yes. Maybe? <laughs> no, tree of wisdom would be would be data tree. No, tr- He'd be the data gonna, version. I I was going to say no. No, no. He's a man. He's three man. <laughs> three man. Yes. He's three mans. Yeah. Um, so, How are you doing, Zach? So anyway, what happens is uh, there's there's Trey. He used to be the Gold Ranger. That's all you really need to worry about. He can't be now. Jason is. There you go. Uh, he says that it's time for Jason to be able to use Pyramidus. Great. I'm glad we sent you sent me a different robot la- literally last episode when you <laughs> could have just sent me Pyramidus, but Bring whatever. Bring back Tackle Boy. Yeah, also Tackle Boy is better because his name is Tackle Boy and Pyramidus <sighs> is great, but it is a pyramid. Wait, hold on. It's actually named Tackle Boy? In the Sentai, his actual name it's, is Tackle Boy. So we just call him oh. Tackle Boy because it's way better than Guardian yeah. Wheel or whatever it is. War- Warrior Wheel. Guardian Warrior Wheel is Wheel. his dad. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> no, Defender um, Wheel is his dad. You know, 
one of the recurring themes of this recording, at least from my perspective, has been, you know, this shouldn't be this complicated. No, it shouldn't. It's it's a child's television show. Well, okay. I, this is a show for, like, I, I was talking to my mom, and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Power Rangers, you know, a show for seven-year-olds from the 90s. All right, all right here's the thing, though. Part of it is, A, uh, it's that complicated because they just don't care, so it doesn't make any sense. And right. B, we're making it complicated because we're also explaining every bit you've missed we, out on. We are, <laughs> but also there is a man who's three men. We didn't well, sure. make that up. <laughs> and just, like, everything involving Tanya yeah. is just, like, <laughs> fucking, fucking what? Like, I understand they don't give a shit. That explains weird continuity you should, errors. You, you should have sure, come back for a Rocky episode. Rocky's not complicated. He's <laughs> no. just Rocky. He your, has a car. Question, he likes sandwiches. Why did they make it that confusing? Is a valid one, Matt. <laughs> like you, you have a point. We don't. I don't know. Um. So he's like, okay, Jason, you get pyramidus. Uh, he's like, great. It's a good thing because I'm sure that Louis Kaboom's gonna attack. We cut <laughs> over to Louis Kaboom. He's trying to open the tiki. He cannot get it open. Uh, he has tried everything, including saying open sesame and then open pumpernickel. And then I really just wish he had started listing different kinds of breads that he knows. <laughs> yeah. But sadly, that's, also, it doesn't go that far. <laughs> they seem to just be doing this on a pile of tires in a junkyard. Yeah, I don't know where they are. <laughs> I mean... Does it really matter where he does it? No. Uh, that that counts as an altar for robot. I think it it's fair <laughs> enough. Um. So they it doesn't matter where oh, they do shit. it. Oh shit! That, that's actually that's actually really great. If you're a member of the Machine Empire, or you're, if you're a fucking rocket monster or whatever, like is is a junkyard like sacred ground? It's a, is that like, it's a, like a, graveyard it's a graveyard? Yeah, it's, a, it's the elephant yeah. graveyard from the Lion King, basically. <laughs> Why would um, it be the elephant graveyard specifically? I it I could also just the, be a graveyard. Because I, I just watched The Lion King. It's good. Ah. The, the I, original. I like it. Is, it. You know, I'm really sick of you just bringing random pieces of pop culture in here with no <laughs> rhyme or reason. I'll do whatever I so, want. So, I mean, maybe Jason is the unversed of Trey? Okay, great. This is a... You did <laughs> a good job. That probably doesn't make sense. Um, so, anyway... I want to ask what an unversed no, you don't. is, but I don't no, want to ask that question, so I'm not going to... Don't worry, <laughs> Zach. Wait, is that, what, is that what Trey of Wisdom is? No. No. Is that what Trey of Wisdom no, is? Is he an no, unversed? No, no. No, 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 we are not doing that. Just summon the Keyblade. Shut up. Be quiet. Say no more words for like the next 60 seconds. Zach, go. Now. So, okay, so, uh, so Clank shows up out of nowhere, um, and he's like, you can't open it without the key. And Louis Kaboom's like, wait, what? Uh, there's a key, the Gold Ranger has it, we saw it. Okay, bye! And then he leaves. <laughs> it's a, kind of a weird scene. Um, so, the, yeah, oh, also, uh, we do get to see, uh, Louis Kaboom take off again, which yep. I hope we get to see a hundred more times. Um, <laughs> so then good. we, we get a recurring thing that I actually didn't realize I missed, which is a ranger walking through the middle of fucking nowhere for no reason, <laughs> It's been kind of a while since we've <laughs> yep. gotten this. Loosely holding that key in his hand, not fastened to his person in so any way. One of those I can remember is when uh, Trini had to like run up a mountain to go get like a flower for something. There, mm -hmm. there were a bunch, mostly Tommy, because that's where the, him dropping his gym bag came from. Right. Because that kept happening. Um, but yeah, it, Jason is just walking through the middle of fucking nowhere. And... 
to your point, he has no bag or anything. He just nope. has the key in his hands, and that's it. So I mean, of like, course he's not going to carry a bag around. He's hung out with Tommy. He knows how that goes. I, I don't understand why. He, like I thought the way this episode was going to go is is uh fuck. I keep wanting to say Aisha. It's not the name. It's not the your fault. The show also wants you to forget they're different people. Continue. Uh, okay, the Yellow Ranger was going to go to the island, and she was going to run into trouble, and she was going to be like, I, we need the key, and then, like, the rangers come with the key, and nope. they, like, have to... No. <clears throat> that's not what happens. It, no. Here's, that's a, here's, not a, here's another happens. question. I, I know I'm asking so many. Um, why, did, why didn't Jason just leave the key in the security of the command center? Uh-huh. Don't be ridiculous. Why did he take the key to begin with? Why did Tanya give it to him? Why everything? Because they just immediately mug him and take the key. Doesn't last even a minute with it. Ah. So, uh, so yeah, he's walking through the middle of nowhere. Uh, some cogs show up and just like immediately. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, cogs and Luca Boom. Yep, and just immediately. Uh, he morphs, at he, least, and he fights a little bit. He kicks them, but doesn't take very long, and then doesn't have the key anymore. Um, yeah. He he just... It, like, it's very, very fast. He gets it ganked pretty much immediately. Uh, one of the cogs grabs it, hands it to Louis Kaboom, and that's it. That's it. I'm Sorry. Just, I know we've talked about it already. I'm just so happy that Louis Kaboom is the main <laughs> villain for a while. Yep. I mean, his name is Louis Kaboom. Uh, yeah! So that's one thing about him, is that he's yes. Louis Kaboom. And he's got a better warranty than any other person in town. For sure. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, been, he's lasted a lot more episodes than most monsters at this that's point. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, um, we, we <laughs> get uh, a Balkan Skull bit. It cuts to... Detective Stone washing his car, and you go, oh no, not again. And then the show knows that you're thinking that, because he fucking... He goes, okay, so I got a new car. I'm still gonna leave it with you two, but please don't have it wrecked this time. (laughs) How many times... Uh, would it take for you to leave a car with someone and then to destroy it for you to no longer do that? Is it once? one? Once. Well, it's one. Okay. Yeah, it's one. You get one chance with that. Uh, by the yeah. way, Matt, Balkan Scholar detectives now. Anyway, uh, so... All right. Sure. <laughs> well, like private detectives. Yeah, PIs. Um, yeah, they got they 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 stopped being cops. So honestly, I, I thought they were used car salesmen given the content of this episode. That, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever. That would be fine, actually. That makes Wait. a lot more sense for their for their arc. But whatever. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, Matt. You saying that they could be used car salesmen? Something just hit me. Ideal spinoff. Bulk and Skull go to work for Louis Kaboom. <laughs> yes. Yes. God. Yes. At Louis Kaboom's used used. Appliances Emporium. Oh my god, yes. Um, so, uh, at this point, um, we get a, uh, th- so that's it. And we won't really see Balkan's Call again until the end of the episode. We just, they, yep, he done did it again for some reason. I, I just want to, I just want to point out when Balk looks into basically the camera and says, nothing's going to happen to this car. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does emphasize this really hard. Like this one, this time it's going to be okay. I promise. <laughs> Um, 
So, uh, we then get Louis Kaboom plugging the key into, uh, the, um, uh, the Tiki. And now you said earlier, Mike, that this is like an alien artifact. I actually realized I don't think they really say where this comes from. Nope. It, no. It's just kind of magic. Um, and so I don't know exactly what I thought was going to happen when, when he did this, but I kind of love where this goes. I know Auric will basically barely factor into the show, but he, he plugs it in and yeah. it grows into a giant robot. And the voice is not as good as uh, no, it's as uh, Ninjors, but it's going for the same thing, which is basically Auric is a big old damn hero, and he's super naive because he wants to protect and save everybody. Um, <laughs> and so, th- this bit is actually pretty good because, like, first, first of all, Auric is giant right away. He, you see him actually break through the ceiling of the warehouse they're in. And then you see like a shot from Louis Kaboom's perspective where he's just staring directly at Auric's giant feet and he kind of claps his hands together and goes, well, okay, big boy, let's, let's get to business. Need to destroy the Power Rangers now. And like Auric gives, kind of gives him a, no, I don't do that, but. Well, he doesn't even say Power Rangers. He just says destroy the earth. And what I love about this exchange is that it's literally just Louis Kaboom wakes up Auric and says, hey, uh, I'm your boss now. You're going to destroy the earth. And Auric just says. No, no, in this respect, I'm getting Arch a really like, no. strong Justin no, Hammer, Ivan Vanko vibe from these two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you guys are kind of leaving out the part where the first thing that happens is he says he grows giant and says, "I am Oric, def- Oric the Conqueror, defender of all that is good and true." And now, then hold on the, a second, good Conqueror what? doesn't really fit with that. Yeah. No, not yeah, really. Also that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he says, "I am Oric the Conqueror, defender of all that is good and true." And then Louis Kaboom, Kaboom says, "Great." Uh, you're going to do what I say now, destroy the planet. <laughs> and for some reason, he thinks that's going to work. Uh, but yeah, d- like, uh, Oryx like, no, I'm not going to do that. And uh, Kaboom is like, come on, no more being good. You're going to destroy the Earth and you're going to love it. And Oryx Buddy, goes, I'll tell you what's good and true. It's this new... I can't keep doing this bit. I got no, <laughs> I have no more refrigerator details. So, you can sell um, other appliances. <laughs> Listen, my head, my my Louis Kaboom AU head cannon is very important to me. It can't um, change. So, in any case, he says, uh, uh, "Yeah, I'm Louis Kaboom, and uh, you're gonna do the evil things." And he says, "No," and then he just turns back into the tiki head, and that's that. And I kind of love that scene. Just like, yep. "Hi, do evil." No. Okay. Come on. No. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then he tries to put the key back in and it won't work anymore. Um, which is pretty great. And he just like knocks it off a table and kicks some shit over and gets mad. Um, and then Sprocket shows up and just picks it up and uh we cut to uh we cut to Tanya. I do love the di- I do love the dialogue that uh we get from Sprocket cuz Luke Boom's like, "Well, that didn't work. Fuck this noise." And Sprocket's like, "Oh, just <laughs> Yoink. Yep, I'm just going to go ahead and I take this. I can probably figure out a way to make this work over here in my Machiavellian scheming over here on the side. Yeah, so um, we cut to Tanya, and uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, 
playing Emma. And I'm Lucas. And, and we're, we're from, from the, the podcast D-Comedy. A show where each month we re-watch Disney Channel original movies. And trust me, they're weirder than you remember. We grew up totally addicted to whatever Disney Channel wanted to throw at us. And going back to look at these beautiful train wrecks is always a good time. So search for us on iTunes and Google Play Music and Stitcher and basically wherever you find podcasts. Or find us among all the wonderful podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. I'm Emma. I'm Lucas. And, and you, you should, should be listening to D-Comedy. So, Tanya is on a beach. And she is, I guess, just like... The, the thing is, she knows they're on... An island, like, I mean, she knows the island, but she doesn't know where. It's a fairly big island. I guess she's just hoping to wander into them, which is what happens because it's a TV show. But, you know, it's not a great plan. Um, We do see a skull on a stick, which is the closest this comes to, like, some real bad nativist native stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's pretty much all we see. It's, like, painted up. It's got paint on it. Um, Supposed to be spooky. Uh, we then cut to her parents, uh, who, like, must have torn down every spider web in this cave at this point. Like, surely. Uh, cause just every five seconds, uh, they're tearing down another spider web. Tanya's mom, uh, goes into a trap. Uh, she trips, and then a giant wall of fire, like, springs up behind them, and a, uh, but, so I've never seen this particular version of the the crushing wall trap before because basically there's walls on the sides, but then in front of them is fire. So yeah, like, you, it's, okay, you described it as a giant wall of fire. It's like three feet tall. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. So I guess where I was going with it was I probably would just jump through the fire, right? Yeah. Like regardless yeah. no, of million, how much it hurts. You get singed a little one, bit, but it's not yeah, like... No, no, yeah. you can you can very easily jump through the fire and suffer second degree burns at Yeah, worst. like even if it's it really was, painful, it's better than crushed to death by yeah. walls. Even, yeah. if, even if the fires aren't as small, like even if the fires were as big as the show wants us to think where it is literally a wall of fire, like... Right. Being really badly burned, like the alternative is being crushed to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, and it's a pick crushers, your poison, but yeah, and the crushers are slow enough, and that they could realistically like take off their clothes, like cover their exposed skin, <laughs> yeah. and just run through. Listen, you yeah. know what? We can't all be owls, all right? <laughs> That's true, actually. And you know, owl, owls, owls and, can see behind them, so they, you know, good hindsight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Also, like, this is where Owls being fearless comes in. An owl would have no problem flying through that fire. Right. An owl would not have a fear of that fire. But humans... But uh, humans hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The, the owl also wouldn't fear the crushing walls, so maybe they wouldn't oh, do that at all. Oh, that's true. No. Fears, that, oh, we've just discovered the deepest truth that fear is important to survival. Yes. Uh, you know, I have to say something real quick to you, Matt, which is we talked briefly off uh, mic about uh, the fact that I've been playing a lot of the card game Eternal. Uh, one of the races in that game is just big owls, and I didn't think to mention that to you, and I don't know why that is. But yeah, I don't know why you keep race bringing up owls. irrelevant other like, topics, Zach. <laughs> Fanny, yeah, I, I just is... like, 
I like big owls as a fantasy race. That's a great one. They don't so have see, hands. when Xanor wanted to summon the Keyblade, he needed a part of pure light and darkness. Uh, anyway, so owls are great. They would they wouldn't be caught by this fucking stupid trap because they're too I smart mean, if, for it. If the walls were painted with owls on them, then they would be afraid of them. And oh would yeah, no, fight. then they so get the true. fuck out of there. Yeah, they're like, I do not feel safe and secure in this crushing trap. I need to leave now. Now to are be, they are they afraid a, or would they attack it? They would. They, they would be fear. afraid. They, okay. Now they might attack it out of a fight or flight reflex. Okay. That's a possibility, but kind of like if, if you let a if you put a uh, a beta fish in a mirrored tank, it'll try to beat itself. Yes, it'll try to kick its own ass. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Kind of like that. In this case, though, between fire and between owls, the owl is going to choose fire because I mean, it, like, I mean, they, the owl could literally just like fly over. It. It's like three feet but, tall. Because owls are smart. Yeah. Unlike unlike these two humans, so. owls are smart and they can fly. Yeah, very important to mention. That. <laughs> I can fly also. Um, so the I really hope anybody remembers the owls bit from last time. I mean, on. I don't honestly. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're like. I hope people remember this one-off comedy bit from like 18 <laughs> months ago. I mean, sure. I remember it because it made me laugh. Uh, but anyway, so um, the uh, wait, Luke, you didn't. Re- so you just thought I just asked Matt about owls? I for assumed no- it must be a bit from something, <laughs> and I just rolled with it. Okay, fine. Um, so they try to uh, counteract this track by pushing against the walls, which always works. Always. Amateur mistake. As archaeologists, they should have known this never works. So uh, we cut up to Sprocket on the moon, and he's like, "Okay, uh, you know." Uh, Louis Kaboom couldn't figure out how to work Arik, but I've got him figured out. This is real easy. He puts the key in the lock, turns it. Um, Arik gets all big and says, Hey, I'm Arik. I defend, uh, uh, I defend the small and weak. And then Sprocket, which honestly good on him, says, I am Sprocket the small and weak. Uh, and I need your help because there's these mean, mean bullies called the Power Rangers and they beat me up and kick my butt and they're very rude to me and it makes me cry. And then, uh, there's this pretty amazing Sentai bit, honestly, where, uh, Clank is off screen and they have rigged up a tube, uh, that like he holds and holds near his face so that he can get fake tears on his face that yep. Clank is pumping. Yep, they're pumping um, tears. It's it's so good. This is yeah, he, this, this is one of the best Sentai bits I've seen. It's also like, yeah. a yeah. Queen, line from Queen Machina about like, oh my little boy is such a good actor. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I really like it. And Arik is like, oh, of course, uh, my calling is to defend the weak and helpless, and I will go crush these evil Power Rangers and like. The thing is, so last week I made kind of a joke about how I I wanted to try to make a case for all the Power Ranger helper guys being the same character. Mm-hmm. You know who else is uh, a goody two-shoes who's easily tricked by villains is Ninjor. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's honestly, true. it's not that big of a stretch. Um but yeah, he he's like, okay, I'm gonna go beat up the Power Rangers. Here, I, here we go, and then he just takes off because they're on the moon, and he just flies away. <laughs> Which I love. Anytime a big robot just flies when you didn't previously know it could fly, because it for some <laughs> reason always makes me laugh. Like, oh, I guess you can do that. Okay. Um, 
We cut to Jason in the command center, and he's like, oh, man, I fucked up. Tanya trusted me, and I blew it. I, I screwed up because I was just walking through a field, and I should know better. Um, Kat says we'll get the key back somehow. Don't worry about it. Uh, they don't understand what Louis would want with the key that only has one purpose. <laughs> like, Tommy's like, what would Louis want with a key that, that took Arik the Conqueror? Well, and then Zerda says, well, Arik the Conqueror is, you know, big, and it yeah. seems like that would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and He's not say, wrong? Yeah. He <laughs> says, well, we have to make sure his power hasn't fallen to, into evil hands. And then, just like magic, the alarm goes off. Uh, and boy, we get a shot of Rocky this episode, and we haven't done a fashion corner in a minute, <laughs> but oh my god! This, uh, <laughs> this is an outfit. Fashion corner! Rocky is wearing a, a very short-sleeve white t-shirt and a blue vest over it, and it looks incredible. He looks like Hot Doug Funny, basically. <laughs> like... It's real goofy, and I kind of love it. Um, Wait, is that a vest over t-shirt, or is that just one shirt? It could be one shirt with white I think it's just, I think it's a, just shirt. a shirt. Yeah, I think it's just a shirt with a weird pattern. So it's like those shirts from the, like, t- 2000s that were, like, one shirt that looked like a long-sleeve shirt under a short-sleeve shirt, basically? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, so, it's, listen, it's still a fucking look, and we should absolutely still bring attention to it. Uh-huh. The fact that you were confused at all is very telling. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's SD, dude. I can't tell. <laughs> I didn't mean about you. I meant about the shirt. Oh, oh, oh sure. Um, so at this point, uh, we cut to uh, the, the alarms going off, so we cut to the viewing globe, and Auric is uh, is standing in the middle of... I guess Angel Grove just shouting for the Power mm-hmm. Rangers to meet him, which I guess is one way to go about it. Um, so uh, Zordon's like, well, I guess we better uh, go ahead and figure out what he wants. <laughs> which, okay, fair enough. Uh, doesn't he want the Power Power Rangers? Mm-hmm. He's well, not exactly hiding his intent here. Right, like, but like, he doesn't say like, come out here, Power Rangers, I want to beat your ass. He's just like, come here, Power Rangers. And Zordon's like, well, I guess we should go figure yeah, out what's true. up. Yeah, that's true. He's like, I challenge you. And yeah. Zordon's like, we, we have to see what his challenge is about. It's like, okay, fair. I guess yeah. that's fine. So for some reason, Jason decides that because he fucked up, he should go himself first mm-hmm. uh, in Pyramidus. And well, you know, also because Tanya's is gone and they can't do the big robot, right? Uh, Pyramidus is in you know he's a big robot, so it should be fine. Uh, except what happens is he shows up and says, "Pyramidus, you have to understand. You have to listen to me." And or uh, sorry, Auric. Auric, yeah. Uh, and Auric and goes, then Auric, no, and then yeah. flips him upside down. <laughs> Oryx's whole thing seems to be just telling people to go fuck themselves, which I kind of did. That rules. Uh, and yeah, what he does is he shoots a beam out of his sword, which, like, okay, Pyramidus is a spaceship, but also it's a pyramid. So it's just sitting there, and he just turns it upside down, and mm-hmm. Jason, like, falls out of his chair and is totally helpless. Like, it, he's, you won. Good work. <laughs> Um, 
And he's just like, once again, Arik the Conqueror has turned evil on its head. Ha ha ha, good joke, me. I'm the best. And I kind of love him, honestly. <laughs> he rules. <laughs> yeah. Um... It's a it's a good it's a good turn. He has this big sword that's kind of cool looking. Um, <laughs> a good turn, I get it. Yep, yep, yep. He shoots another beam at Pyramidus, and there's uh there's a shot that is like it's a very short looped bit of Jason upside down uh, to the point where it's noticeable, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Uh, we cut back to the command center, and they're like, well. We're going to have to use the Super Zeo Megazord, but Tanya's still on the island. What do we do? And Zordon's like, well, fuck her parents. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They should at least try the Tackle Boy first before this. Come on. Yeah. Try Tackle Boy. (laughs) Try the... Do they still have the red one? The Battle Zord? They haven't used it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they haven't used it. Apparently, Billy scrapped them all. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Um, What happened to the old Zords anyway? Like, I don't uh, even remember. They, and it just happened. They oh, they just weren't good enough. They just decided oh, yeah. they weren't good enough. That's right. What happened to the um, Thunder Zords? Who knows? Whatever. Thunder Zords <laughs> got fine. destroyed, I think, at the beginning of uh, season three. At some point, all... in the comics, there's a, literally a big, like, Zord graveyard where they just put all their scrap <laughs> shit. And honestly, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually what oh, they like do. Oh, like the elephant graveyard from Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> A totally cogent and reasonable comparison to make. Um, Way so, to yeah. go, Simone. Yeah, that's that was fucking fucking. Oh, I know. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. off. Very great, insightful, right? Great pull. It's really just like that. Uh, so anyway, really um, put everything in perspective. Now that we have a frame of reference, yeah. Uh, so Tanya, you all suck. And Tanya is in this cave, and she's looking for her parents. And I. I originally thought she actually saw them before she gets teleported away, which would have been really, really awful. But no, uh-huh. she's just looking around and then she gets teleported. And uh, to her credit, I guess, she's just like, what's up? And they're like, bad guy. And she's just like, okay. And that's it. Like, she doesn't, she's not like, well, shit or anything. She's just like, I mean, I am a superhero. So, okay, let's do this. Uh we all morph and form up the Super Zeo Megazord. Uh, I still love the Super Zeo Megazord uh, sequence where it just they all come out of the cannon at once. It's just very mm-hmm. good. Um, so anyway, uh, we, we get the, the big robot. And uh, they, then at this point, he's like, ah, the rest of you, the Wicked Band. And they, at this point, are able to get in a couple words ed- edgewise uh, and it's kind I was about to do another pop culture reference, but I guess I'm not allowed to do those anymore. Uh, <laughs> what was it going to be? Fuck the system. Uh, it's kind of like the Martha scene in Avengers, or sorry, Avengers, in Batman vs. Superman. If that's what you're going to go with, then you're right. You are banned from doing that. <laughs> uh-huh. Because they just say Why the names. Why does it always fucking come back to Batman v Superman? We yeah, do mention it a lot on this show, but it's usually. We reference it a lot. Actually, was, that's the weird I'm thing. Not... For the longest time, we didn't, and like suddenly Matt's back, and I guess we got to play all <laughs> that. I've gotten over that stupid movie. I haven't thought about it in like months now. Thanks, Zach. Now I have to You're think all... about fucking Batman v Superman again. I mean, God. I'm not throwing stones at you all because I did it as well, and I 
But, like, why do we keep going back to Batman Because it's Superman? the worst so, fucking movie! It's really <laughs> It's bad. the worst movie of all time, probably. I'm not sure about that, it's, it's but it's It's absolute fucking just no, horrendous it's dog shit. It's Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the, that's not even the one concerned with the hypothetical Snyder Cut. It's a so different movie. So the reason I said that is because uh, they, they just mention... Oh, we work for Zordon, and then Auric is just like, oh, okay, well, Zordon's cool, so you guys must be cool. All so- the forces of good in the universe recognize the name of Zordon. It's actually fucking wild how often every time there's some kind of misunderstanding between the Power Rangers and some ostensible force of good that's been tricked, they just have to say Zordon, and oh, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is actually my favorite bit in the episode. Because he says, oh, I fear I've make, made a mistake. And then we cut over to Sprocket, who goes, well, it's been real, and just starts running away. <laughs> Sprocket's good. Yeah, actually. <laughs> and, like, it's Sprocket, so, you know, he's tiny and has little legs. So he can't yep. run away very fast. Um, God, then- this episode really is a tour de force for Sprocket. I've, I've come around on him. Mm-hmm. God, and Go then ahead, I Matt. think my favorite part of this is when Arik realizes it and just turns, and the way the shot is framed, it's like, oh, Arik is about to kill this actual <laughs> child. Kill this child, yeah. <laughs> um, and instead, he picks him up. Uh, he says, Arik does not like to be deceived. And he picks him up and he says, blow away, little boy. Do not cross me again. And then we get a shot of a robot puckering its lips <laughs> yeah, to blow. It's which a weirdly is... well-animated <laughs> robot blowing. It's weird. God. It's, it, it's very obvious rotoscoping. Like, you could tell where he, when his face turns yeah. into a cartoon. Yes. But I love it. Yep. Yeah. It's great. It's very, very funny. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so, at this point, uh, we, we cut over to... Uh, Okay, oh, so oh, the, right. the, the key ends up hang, hanging on a tree. Louis Kiboom almost grabs it, but then Billy teleports it away, which yeah, is a thing Billy, that he can do, apparently. Billy's know. doing, like, since he's been in the command center, Billy's really just been uh, um, Scotty. Like, yep. he yeah. just, like, his whole thing is teleport things at the exact last second to make it dramatic. <laughs> yeah, the the way the key moves in the footage, I have to assume that, like, Auric takes it back or something. Yeah, because it doesn't Sentai, teleport but... like a normal teleport. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alpha's like, good job, Billy, nice work. Um, and then we get a, another good robot fist bump, which you know I always love. Uh, where Oryx says, uh, I ex- please accept my apology, Power Rangers, and they fist bump. And that's it. There's no monster this episode, which I, mean, I thought for sure. Yeah, Oryx was kind of the monster, and yeah. we still have four minutes to go, which is when we s- switch to a completely different plot that had not been hinted at so far, except for the Balkan Skull stuff. Cause- so I... I wish we would get more of them, but God, the la- the couple bits we've had are so good because Zed and Rita are here in their fucking evil camper again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this time, their plan is that they're going to get uh, Louis Kaboom back, which, uh, if you recall, Louis Kaboom was their evil plan to destroy the Machine Empire, and then oh, yeah, he just that's decided... Yeah, didn't explain to Matt. <laughs> and then he, he just decided he would rather join it and be its king. Um, so they're going to try to get Louis Kaboom back 
with just a big magnet because <laughs> they're cartoon characters. Like, don't worry about it. And uh, okay, go <laughs> do you have any questions, Matt? No. Okay. <laughs> Yes, for some reason they they tried to take over the machine empire with a robot, which doesn't seem like a great call. Yeah, I know, I mean, that they, seems they like kind a bad of succeeded. Idea. It's just that Louis yeah, Kaboom I mean, walked in there and said, "I'm your king now," and they said, "Okay, that's that's what happened." <laughs> what the fuck? Um. So uh, Zed is like, "Yes, yeah, soon he'll be back under our control, and then we'll take over the world." Ha 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 ha. And uh, he gets uh. Finster, he says, okay, Finster, go ahead and fire up the uh, the big old magnet here. Um, and then uh, Rito fucks it up because that's his whole job. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, uh, well, I want to do it because I want to push some buttons. Uh, he reconfigures I feel bad for it. Finster. He doesn't even get any dialogue. He's just, he just like, he's about to do like the thing that he does. And then Rito's like, nope, me. I'm the funny character. I'm the one the kids like. And, and then, he does uh, speak. He gets some dialogue, but yeah, not very much. Um, then uh, they Rito activates the magnet, uh, and I had at this point in me watching the episode, I'd forgotten about the car plot. And the second they cut to Balkan Skull in front of this car, I was like, "Fuck! I love this show. It's so good." <laughs> <laughs> because. Because their giant magnet on the moon fucking grabs Balkan Skull's, or uh, Lieutenant Stone's car that they're supposed to be wa- watching uh-huh. while they're checking right its dipstick. Them. Like, it's inarguably not their fault at all. They were just no. there. The, the fucking magnet from space grabbed the car it's, <laughs> while they were checking the oil. <laughs> it's so great. It's so fucking funny. And it flies through space. They grab a fucking car from, from the moon with a big cartoon magnet. Jesus. It's so stupid. Uh, they turn around and they're just like, Jesus Christ. And then also Lieutenant Stone shows up immediately. Like, he was, he shows up He had seconds. to have seen the car fly away from where he's uh-huh. standing. There's no way. Uh, and he, you know, is very, very upset with the boys. Uh, he chokes them by their ties and says, where's my car? And they just literally just go like, "Eh, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then the fucking shot of the car flying through space and ending up stuck to that magnet is wonderful. It's magic. It's incredible. Uh, Rita is just like, well, that's a car. Uh, not... Louis Kaboom. Um, and uh, Rita also has a line that says, or Rito says the coordinates must have been off. And then Rita says, you could have at least gotten a convertible, which is very good because mm-hmm. she has been shown to prefer convertibles previously in the yes. show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is great. And yeah, I, that whole scene is very, very fun. Um, we then cut to Jason. Uh, telling Tanya, I'm so sorry I lost the key. I trusted you, or you trusted me and I let you down and I'm a fuck up and I'm awful. And uh, then she goes, that's fine. Here you go. Have it back, please. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? He's, he's like, man, I really fucked that one up. It's like, yeah, you did, but you own to it. And she's like, no, you're perfect. It's like, no. Because you're the Gold Ranger and it's gold, no. so. No. <laughs> it's your thing. You need to have a thing to make you special yeah, aside no. from the big pyramid ship, you know? Yeah. 
uh, you know, the big pyramid, the pyramid ship, ship and tackle and the, and boy the, and, and tackle staff, boy and staff, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. Um, so he says he'll guard it with his life, which is a little dramatic. And she's just like, I know you will. And it's fine. I guess it's just, it's very, why? Like, it, it's one of those <laughs> things where I understand it's because it's probably again, because Auric is associated with the Gold Ranger and the Sentai, mm-hmm. but like, this is a Tanya episode. Why does he get it? <laughs> does it make sense? <laughs> um, so then a she question. goes. Why is it a Tanya episode? Because you're like, <laughs> well, because why it's a did they need to make yeah. her whole de- like Oryx's whole deal could have come about any other way. Yeah. This yeah. could have just been a Jason episode. They, they felt like. They had the blue sand to tie up, but they did it in such a way that it's just opened up more blue sands now. Yeah, it's the yeah. thing. Like, they did in no way address the questions of Tanya's parents. Oh. <laughs> they only raised more issues. Yeah. So, in any case, um, Tanya's like, oh, right, I had a quest to do to find my parents. Who are so still getting they- crushed by these walls, remember? I sure took my time getting back there. Yeah, those are some real slow crushers, by the way, because this has been <laughs> yeah. like ten minutes. Yeah, uh, <sighs> and just the fire, the little like baby firewall has been going this entire time. It's like the fucking steamroller from Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just, just like jump through, just like jump through it. It's it's not actually that much fire. You won't like like are they made of fucking like lighter fluid and pine needles? Like what the fuck? <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, at this point, Tanya, um, you know, uh, shows up. She says, is anybody there? And they're like, yes, help us. She finds the, the trigger to, to deactivate the switch or the, the big trap. lever and it just yeah. shuts everything down. Yeah. And uh, they come out. And so here's what is wild. Uh, I mean, okay, all of the Tanya shit is wild, obviously, but uh-huh. they don't know who this is, which yeah. means that they've been gone for a really long time? Right. I mean, Tanya was just a little girl oh, when she joined the Power true. Rangers. Okay, that actually does it, sort of make it, sense. It falls then. in line with the rest of the stuff that doesn't make any sense, and it makes no sure. sense the same amount as the rest of it. Well, the, sure. the thing is, though, if she was a little girl and she got aged up, like, the problem with the whole thing about her getting aged up is this is the fact that, and again, I guess we're going to relitigate this shit, the whole world was rewound age ways. Right. And like, if her parents were in the present day, they would have been affected by that spell. Yeah. And theoretically, so would she have. So I, I guess the implication is not that they don't recognize her because of time shenanigans, but just because they hadn't seen her in an incredibly long time. Right. Question mark. I don't like, there are so many things about this episode where like, like I was, I was telling everybody uh, before we recorded, like, for this episode, it felt so much like this was them trying to address the Tanya shit right up until the last 30 seconds where they have her parents not recognize her. Because, like, having them not recognize her just recomplicates everything. Yeah. 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 It's it, it did something that they, like, didn't... The, the right call was to just not ever mention it again, basically. <laughs> so, anyway... They say, who are you? And she says, I'm Tanya, Tanya Sloan. And they're like, oh, my God, our baby. And, and you know, they give a big hug, and that's the end of the episode. Um, hey, here's my question. How do they get off the island without her telling her parents that she's also a Power Ranger? 
Ooh, good here's another thing. If, here's another thing. If they've been on this fucking island away from civilization for so long that they don't recognize what Tanya looks like, do they even know what a Power Ranger is? Probably not. They might. They might Almost not. Certainly not. No. Why? How would they know? These motherfuckers have just been running around for God only knows how long. At least like two years, just like dodging unlimited booby traps. I guess. How are they still alive? Is They're the question? They're very good I'm at what asking. they do. I. But they can't be because they almost <laughs> died to the baby crusher trap. And I don't mean the crushing trap that kills babies because that would be really <laughs> fucked up. I mean like a really poorly designed crusher trap that just has like an itty bitty teeny tiny like flame flame wall air quotes for that prevents you from getting out. Like I don't I don't get I would like to uh, circle back around to the baby crushing trap. So in All right. uh, that's in- weird. In Tiny, or not Tiny Toons, in Muppet Babies, they did a, a pastiche of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark because they had all that Lucasfilm uh, footage for some reason, which I never quite understood. Um, and they definitely show a baby frog almost be murdered by all those traps. And it never really freaked me out until this moment when you mentioned <laughs> baby crushers. There you go. Anyway. Zach, what the fuck? I don't know. Crushing babies. What? That what what I can't do a weird tangent sometimes. No, No. it's not that you can do a weird tangent. That's fine. It's the very specific nature of that didn't bother (laughs) you until this very specific point Uh in time when I said that. Like, I also hadn't thought about it in you know twenty five years. So that's the other thing. Sometimes I really have to stop and try to examine: Is Zach actually this bad at tangents, or are (laughs) we just this determined to shit on him? And here's the thing, listeners at home: I genuinely don't know. I'm just as good at tangents as the rest of you. I'm just not allowed to do them because it's supposed (laughs) to be my job to fucking move this thing forward. Uh, Speaking of which, that's the end of the episode. Great job, everybody. It's very confusing. (laughs) Did it! Hooray! I honestly, like, I know that we overcomplicate things on the show. I do. But the her shit doesn't make sense. And bringing it back up makes you... I would imagine even if you were a kid, you would be like, wait. No, you know what? Maybe you wouldn't even remember at this point. It's been like, I don't know, a year probably in real time since Tommy Just joined about, the team. Yeah. So you might not even remember. Maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. But... Yeah, like, it's just very confusing. <laughs> and actually, with, uh, speaking of, of things that time and things being confusing, uh, I, I something we kind of skipped over, uh, when Lieutenant Stone was talking about, like, hey, don't lose this oh, car, sure, they yeah. mentioned that the previous car loss was a week ago, mm-hmm. which I think is the only time two episodes have had a stated temporal relationship. <laughs> yeah. And that was l- more than l- that wasn't last week, right? It was like no, no that was like episodes. a number of episodes, those episodes ago. Aired daily, so it might have actually been a week. Oh, ago. sure, yeah, yeah, they were. I forgot about that. So fair enough. But yeah, so that's it. Um, it's, yeah. I, it's I also like a- uh, and sorry, sorry to keep doing this. Uh, I do want to say it. One thing this episode has given us is Tanya's whole entire deal now gets to join Leaky Fawcett as a potential. Defending champion Tootie contender. <laughs> oh, true. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's a that's it. Um, it's a fun episode. It's real stupid and goofy in a lot of the ways that are enjoyable about Power Rangers. It's just it's also quite confusing. <laughs> but you know, whatever. That's fine. 
Um, now, listener questions. Uh, we do have one. We're going to do one this week. If you have some, send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Or Teens. Wait, hold on. Which ones did I do? Or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. There you go. I got all three. Uh, we have a question, another question from Ton, uh, who asks, how well would the Power Rangers do against Batman's rogues gallery? Now, I'm going to say that this is one I'm, they have big robots, and yeah, I don't think- But they're think not allowed a, to use those. Why not? They can't escalate. Okay, so you don't think they would be allowed to use their robots against, like, the Joker? Not unless the Joker had a big robot. <laughs> One one thing that we've seen is that since season one, we've learned that they absolutely super can escalate. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not for two. There are certain villains where I don't think you need to escalate. Like Rachel Ghoul, like you can fucking go at him. The Joker, like absolutely go for it. Blow him the fuck up. <laughs> the thing that's weird about Batman's Rogues Gallery is, I mean, there's a lot of things, but one of them is Batman in the context of the Justice League routinely like gets punched by Darkseid and is fine. Right. But then, like, he punches the Scarecrow, who's just a guy in a costume, and, like, that takes a bunch of punches to go to go down. Like, it's very weird power scale-wise. So, I don't know. My thought is it's, that... That's kind of the inherent problem of bringing, like, street-level heroes into a larger universe. I think if Jason punched the Riddler, he'd fucking die, is what I think. But, like, you know, who knows? In <laughs> like, fairness, that would happen even without the superpowers. <laughs> well, true, yes. Because he's just a guy, and Jason is Jason, and he's giant. Um, I, I, I'm more interested in the second half of the question, which is how well would Batman fare against the Moon Crew and or Machine Empire? I mean, um, considering that they can't handle literal children, I think Batman's got it taken mm-hmm. care of. Well, yeah. that's fair. I do most, I mostly bring this up because I actually think Batman versus Zed is a pretty fun matchup. Sure. I, I don't yeah. know about the rest of them necessarily, but it's always fun when Batman has to deal with magic. Because it's, like, not his thing, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. What I like about the idea of Batman fighting the Power Rangers villains is that it kind of works no matter what version of Batman you're going with. Right. Because, like, if you do the super serious grim and gritty Batman, like, it would just kind of be funny to watch, mm-hmm. like, him clown on them. Uh, but if you're doing, like, Adam West-style, t- like, you know, campy Batman, it also super works because he's operating on the exact same wavelength as the villains yeah. at that point. That's true. Yeah, that would be that that'd be pretty fun. But yeah, I think uh I mean he'd win cuz it's Batman and and Batman's become this weird unbeatable character for some reason in comics, but also uh it's Zed and he tried to take over the world and now he lives in an RV. Like yeah, I mean- Batman, Batman's unbeatable because they need to be able to keep selling Batman stuff. Sure. And if Batman loses, he dies probably. So <laughs> and then they they have to discontinue all merchandise because Batman's dead. They can't sell any more of his shit if he's dead. That's against the law. I, well, I mean, they they could do a story where he like becomes a caveman or something and then and then comes back. Right. I yeah, actually, whatever the fuck happened after he got like Omega lasered. Uh-huh. This actually made me think that like Green Lantern versus the yeah. I mean that feels that feels appropriate. Would be like a good matchup. Yeah, because uh, it's all kind of space uh, empires type stuff. I think that'd be pretty fun. The Green Lantern 
mythos is actually pretty much compatible with the Power Rangers stuff when you think about it's, it. Yeah, in terms of it's tone and style. Close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our question for this week. If you've got some, you should send them in to us at uh, any of those locations that I said earlier. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about at the end of the episode that we didn't get to that you just felt feel the need to talk about briefly? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five: <laughs> Golden Wings. Let's get okay. into it. Do you like it? Yeah, I I do, but it's also kind of one of the weaker arcs. I feel. Yes, okay. I agree. Fair enough. This it's... was a joke. I didn't actually. I expected you <laughs> to just say okay, and we're done now. I mean, we've uh, we're actually kind of short, and like you don't get to come <laughs> on very often, so like you can talk about whatever you want as long as it's not like too crazy. No, I, I kind of just want to talk about JoJo's part. I'll say this. I find it was really funny going into jo- JoJo's part five thinking, how the fuck are they going to do the Metallica fight scene with like their censorship yeah, right? policies in place? And the answer is, they just threw all those censorship policies in the fucking trash can, sure apparently. Did. Uh-huh. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't give a fuck during that They'll put some scissors right in a man's throat. They don't care. Yeah, no. This guy's gonna, like, rip a pair of scissors out of his own fucking throat and vomit up needles and box cutters. I've I've always gotten the sense that the JoJo's stuff with them, like, changing names and the, the violence censoring is more of, like, a fear of getting in trouble. Oh, shit. Well, violence censoring happens in Japan. Oh, okay. I did not realize that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Wait, like, wait, what's the reason for it? Well, no, it's just because it's Japanese broadcasting standards. That's all. Yeah, but, like, why would... But, like, the thing that where it gets weird is, like, Phantom Blood was, like, super violent. And well, then part well, two... Right, but so here's the thing. So we watch... You, you probably watch them on Crunchyroll, right? Yeah. So with uh, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency, Crunchyroll has the Blu-ray versions of them. Every season after that, they have the TV broadcast version, which is censored. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't. That okay, actually gotcha. makes and then a I, lot of sense. And then this part, I'm less sure about. I think Golden Wind got moved to a late night time slot so we can get away with more violence. Wise. Okay. Yeah. Because like the question going, one of the questions going into part five is how the fuck did they do that? Also, spoilers for part five. I guess not like major ones. Um. But like, yeah, that that stuff happens. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's Whoa, JoJo. What? Bad things are gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. It's like part three where, like, the guy's head gets, like, dragged into a fucking canteen and liquefied. <laughs> yeah. God, uh-huh. there's a reason I don't watch uh, JoJo's. So, I, now the I have a question about- <laughs> for you, for you, Matt, uh, which is something that I don't know. I haven't really been following fighting games super closely. I play them, but, like, I don't, I'm not in the scene. Uh, and I, I know you pay a little bit more attention. Do you mm-hmm. think Capcom will ever, like, regain its, like, position in terms of being the king of fighting games or is that de- are we done i think there's a possibility oh yeah never say and never yeah and i think there's a real possibility based largely on the quality of the resident evil 2 remake monster hunter world and devil may cry 5 mm-hmm. people at that company making triple a games clearly understand what they're doing those three titles demonstrate that but their fighting game division has to get its shit together. I, for I the still next like the one. idea that I've heard that they should just release Capcom versus Capcom. Yeah, just, they could do that. Yeah, just like, make like a versus game versus Capcom. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like they could absolutely. Here's the thing. They could absolutely do that. They have they a have bajillion ca- characters. Yeah, yeah. They have a ton of characters. That I mean, hell, look at fucking Teppen. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just made make Teppen own- but a fighting game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, well, what do they have? It's like all the Mega Man characters, all the Resident Evil characters, all the Monster Hunter characters. Do you think they'll ever course. try to work with Disney again? Or no? Oh, after after Infinity? I, I'm skeptical I, of I'm, Disney wanting to work with anyone again. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's that true. would be... Yeah, yeah Disney I would rather just Simone. buy a company instead of work with yeah. them. Yeah, I agree with Simone. I, I think mm-hmm. there is a possibility, but like, woof. I'm, I, as a person who actually likes MVCI and will defend that game a lot more I've, than I've other people. I've heard some people say it, it actually is, like, people are not fair to it, so. No, it, they're not. Like, MVCI looked bad, and it, unlike Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, where there were, the expectations were understandably lower for that game, admittedly Battle for the Grid was a fuckload cheaper than MVCI at launch, which sure. probably played a, probably mm-hmm. played a non-negligible part of that. But, like, MVCI, mechanically, actually a pretty fucking solid game. It's just, like, it was really bare bones, and it looked like shit mm-hmm. in yeah. comparison to a 2012 And the, and the roster was game. obviously driven by the Disney ro- saying, oh, like, you yep. have to use the characters that Not- are in the movies. Not only that, the roster was just terrible in its own right. Yeah, Even the if the Capcom side kind of lame too. The Capcom side was limp as fuck. There was no newcomer from Street Fighter V in that game. That's weird. What are they like? I remember. I distinctly remember having a conversation with a friend back in the day when we were playing another game, and I'm like, I can't. I'm. I'll be. And I said. I'll be really interested to see who the newcomer from Street Fighter V is in that <laughs> but game. The answer is I, no one. Yeah. yeah I, I imagine it'll be Rashid, but I could see Laura or Fong. And the answer was there was new newcomer. Like it, the Capcom roster was awful. Like yeah. I, as a person who likes Bionic Commando 2008, why <laughs> the fuck is Rad Spencer from Bionic Commando 2008 <laughs> in that game? Wasn't it why? literally just because they'd already done it in in the last one, and that's why? Almost, yeah, yeah, almost I mean, certainly. Yeah, I, just, I know like, very little about, like, game development. I would assume it's easier to start from something you've already done instead of, like, yeah. starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, definitely, but, like, even there, why not, like, Shenko or yeah. Felicia or Morgan? Or Tron... Yeah. Oh, wait, is Tronbon in Infinite? Yeah, Tronbon! Okay. Like, Trombon's in three. There are yeah. so many more. Like, Amaterasu. Like, yeah. why the fuck? Phoenix Wright. Like, come on. So, so, like, so yeah, I mean, uh, that, that said, that's why I think a lot of people have been saying, just do Capcom versus Capcom. Like, don't work yeah. with Disney. Don't even worry yeah. about it. And yeah, just make agree, that game again with without the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think you can do that 100% now. You have tons and tons of well-loved characters from a ton of different franchises. Like, just, like, thinking on it, it's, uh, thinking on that concept, it's like, it would be like, oh, man, V as, like, a puppet character would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. has, yeah. like, the bird and the yeah. tiger. V is fun. And you could get, like, Nightmare out as a super. That'd be fucking rad. That'd be cool. They could have yeah. Dante and Dante from DMC and Ryu from Street Fighter and Ryu from Breath of Fire in the same game. Think about it. <laughs> they could. And the funny part is, I wouldn't be opposed to that as at all. Yeah. Because those are actually, like, really different characters, mm-hmm. and they could, like, th- yeah, th- there's a ton of possibilities for it. Cool. Well, thanks yeah. uh, for being on, Matt. Uh, is yeah, there anything you want to plug? No, no, nope, I'm good. All right. Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, my Twitter, at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, and I was, I was gonna say earlier, uh, 
one thing I'm learning is that the more I hear about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and how absolutely, yeah. utterly fucked up it is, yeah. the more Luke's uh, GMing like style <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it it oh, makes a lot oh. of sense that Luke is drawn to it, basically. Right. Oh, also, Luke, yeah. since we were talking about uncomfortable humor in JoJo's, I'd forgotten the part in part five where he has to drink the piss. Uh, but the part where he drinks the piss is great. <laughs> it is, but it, like it's kind of uncomfortable. It's a real, it is actually pretty no, funny. That, that, okay, we're shutting this down. Uh, Simon, that is, is there easily anything? top five piss drinks in all of media. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to plug, Simon? Uh, my Twitter is the real Simben. I'm playing Super Mario Odyssey and watching Dragon Ball GT these days. Hear me talk about these things. I just admire your dedication to never doing anything that anyone else is doing at the same time. It's, I'm, it's, I'm sure I'm the only person rocking the Mario Odyssey Dragon Ball GT combo right now on the planet, probably. So It seems unlikely there would be more. Uh, Luke, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. I do other shows like Let's Place, uh, which is about video games, or Totally Reprise, which is about Totally Spies. And I was just on one. You were just on one. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Let's Place is doing a live show at PAX West on Friday. You should come to that. It'd be cool if you did. Uh, I think that's it for now. Cool. And, uh, for me, Chinchy McChilla is my Twitter. Uh, the second episode of The Surviving Culinarian with me and my former college roommate is out. It's about following recipes. I do it bad. Learn how to not do it bad. Uh, and I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, one quick last thing. At Audio Entropy is the Twitter. There's a link in the pin tweet on the Twitter to hang out on our Discord. Oh, yeah. There you go. Do yeah. that. And that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, 14 years of attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Luke. I've been Mike. I've been Simon. And I've been Matt. And may the power protect you always. <laughs> <laughs>